We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Tell your friend not to get cute down there. The Marines in Guantanamo are fanatical. About what? About being Marines. Did you assault Santiago with the intent of killing him? No, sir. What was your intent? To train him, sir. Train him to do what? Train him to think of his unit before himself. To respect the code. What's the code? Unit, core, God, country. I beg your pardon? Unit, core, God, country. Sir. There's something wrong with the world today. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with our eyes. We're seeing things in a different way. God knows it ain't his. It sure ain't no surprise yeah, We're living on the edge Living on the edge Living on the edge Living on the edge Everybody this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Open up with that clip from A Few Good Men. I looked, I clipped a couple of pieces from a couple of clips uh, on uh, on uh, a few good, for A Few Good Men, and I and I use that to describe how people are. You know, Marines are fan- fanatical about being Marines, and the Marines have their have their uh, their code, Unit Corps, God, Country, which means. That first priority is their unit. Second priority is their is the Marine Corps. Third is God, and and the last is country. Unit Corps, God, country. So most people aren't in the Marines. So most people, it's a uh, priority number one is God. If you're a Christian or if you're a religious person, and then your second priority is your family, and then comes your country. So when when we see things going on like, uh, hey, my kids can't go to school unless I vaccinate them. And you know what, when it comes down to uh, government rules, you know what, me, me being in control of my, of my family is, is going to take first priority. Hey, you know what, uh, you can't go someplace unless you're vaccinated. You, uh, you, you, you have to do this. You have to do that. Um, you know, all this, all this stuff that uh, Biden is trying to impose on, on our country. You know what, people are going to do what they're going to do to survive. People are going to make sure that they're that they're alive. And when they say, hey, you got to give up your guns. Nope, that ain't happening because the the right to bear arms was was there specifically to make sure that we had we had the uh, the ability to fight against uh, tyranny in our government, because that's what uh, that's what the our founding fathers uh, had experienced in England. They're going to make sure that they're going to make sure that we have the right to bear arms to protect ourselves you know, when uh, when when seconds count, the police will be there in a, in a few minutes and, you know, you have to have the ability to protect yourself. And when the government starts to starts to uh, try to control you, you have to have a, a way to protect yourself and to fight back. That's how the founding fathers wrote our Constitution. That song was living on the edge because uh, with uh, with uh, Aerosmith. We're just not seeing things right something's going on in this world today and we don't know what it is. You know, there's something wrong with our eyes. Uh, it's just amazing. I, I just watch this stuff and I go, what the hell was going on? Where did, where, uh, what, where are we living? This isn't America. And you know what? There's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of this country. They're called Democrats. They're called blind. They're called, uh, they're called living with their head in the clouds or buried in the sand. And at some point, it's going to come even when, you know, even the even the Democrats with their head with their head in the sand, not paying attention. When the when the government comes and starts taking over the taking over their lives, they're going to fight back. 
We're going to talk about a lot of what I'm referring to today. Uh, but first, before I go any further, let me introduce myself. My name's Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending. Yes, there's a there's a change there. Not with not with the other company anymore. They did something I didn't feel was ethical, and I had to make. I won't go into it. But uh, I had to stand on principle, which is what America is about. We stand on principle. We do what's right. We don't always do what's most profitable. We don't do it always is best for us. We do, you know, uh, sending sending our troops to the Middle East was standing on principle. That stuff really didn't affect us until it did. But we do. But we do what's we do what's right. We stand up against uh, against uh, evil regimes that are killing their own, and that's what America has always been. So I have to practice that in my own life. And so, hey, I'm at Plant Home Lending now. And uh, those of you that do business with me are going to like it better anyway. So, uh, if, but if you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet, Go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the Planet Home Lending logo, and that'll take you to uh, my lending page, and you can put in your information, and you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, same teammates that were at the other company. Everything's still the same, same location, same phone numbers, same everything, just a different uh, logo on our business cards. Um, if you uh, hear some part of the show you want repeated, also on edhoffman.net, uh, click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well as several past shows and listen to it on demand. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. You can also get me on all the other stuff, all the other social medias at Big Ed Hoffman. And the Facebook page is facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. Um, let's see where I left off. Okay, I think that's everything I need to do. If, if you want to send me a comment on the show, send it to Ed at edhoffman.net. That's ed at edhoffman.net. Now that's not the that's not where you go to send me a message for loans. Send me a message. Send go to edhoffman.net. Click on the on the Planet Home Lending logo. That'll get that'll get me uh, to the the comments that the stuff that you can put in for for uh, lending. And don't forget on edhoffman.net you can pick up a copy of my book Experience Matters. Here's mine. Uh, getting lots and lots and lots of great reviews on it. It's a you know I wrote it very easy to read very pertinent to everybody's life and uh, it won't, it absolutely won't be boring. So uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about what's going on this week. So, uh, or in the last 12 days, last week, Biden failed to gain enough support in his own party to approve the two crucial pieces of agenda, the $3.5 trillion uh, build back better plan and the 1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure uh, package. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people are, thinking that the 3.5 encompasses everything. It doesn't. That's 4.7 altogether. This week, he embarked on a tour across America to sell both pieces. It kicked off with the White House press conference on Monday, where he attempted to assure Americans the agenda has nothing to do with pleasing the far left progressives. The legislation, both the Build Back Better piece, as well as the infrastructure piece, are things that I wrote. These, are, these, these didn't come from, God love them, Bernie Sanders or AOC or anybody else. I wrote them. I disagreed with Medicare for all, for example. I disagreed, with, but I laid out what I thought would be important. For example, I think in the Build Back Better program, it's required that we, in fact, have the best education. How can we not meet the educational standards of at least other countries are working toward? They're also investing in things that relate to ability for people to go to work and stay at work. We have several million women who can't go back to work because they don't have any way to take care of their children. So to give a tax cut to a working mom to be able to afford daycare, is that bad? Is that a bad idea? I think it's a darn good idea. We'll get people back to work. So there's a lot of things in the legislation I'm going to be talking about across the country that I think the American people overwhelmingly support. Yeah, he wrote it. Yeah, I'm sure he wrote it. He can't even, he can't even, no, he set up this new set uh, across the street from the White House so he could uh, do press conferences and not have the cameras see the teleprompters. Uh, Why did he do that? He has the White House. They tried to build a set that looks like the White House. 
Um, the reason he did that is because he can't make a speech without a teleprompter. So they want they want everybody to believe that that he wrote this bill. I don't know. I have to call BS on that. Have to call BS on that. And uh, you know, this is this is this is things that people want. You know, like you know, people don't have a way to get their to go to work because they don't have a place to send their kids because you're telling the kids they got to get vaccinated before they can go to school. This is BS, folks. You know, everything that comes out of Biden's Biden's mouth, he's reading off a teleprompter. He's just reading it. These are the talking points. Today, he told everybody that the stock market's going great. Prices of things are going down. His approval rating's going up. Everything's better since Trump's been out of office. And you just, can he, is he even awake? Does he even know where he is? As for scaling his, the plan back uh, from, uh, from $3.5 trillion to uh, $2 trillion, as moderates like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema have proposed, Biden's not ready for that compromise just yet. Accept a $2 trillion, say a $2 trillion reconciliation bill, would that be acceptable to you? Again, it, as you know, is not a smart thing to negotiate with yourself in public. Let's see, we're in the process of continuing to talk to all the parties and see what we can get done. You know, and uh, they're talking about, hey, let's drop the $3.5 trillion. Maybe we can go to $2 trillion. What do these numbers even mean? Does anybody know? You know, hey, the, the country's running. You're running, you're running, your, your, you're running your, uh, your household budget. And uh, somehow you decide you need a bigger TV. But you don't have the money in the bank. So what, so what do you decide on what's the, what's the right size TV that you need? Well, I got a TV now. It's 42 inches, but I need a, I really would like one of those 85 inches. Yeah. You can still watch TV on it though. And if you don't have the money, don't buy a bigger TV. If you have it, spend whatever you want, but you know, the, the government doesn't have money. The money comes from the taxpayers and they spend more money than comes from the taxpayers. And the way they, the way they justify that is the rich don't pay enough. We're just going to take more from the rich. Guess what? If you take too much from the rich, they stop producing. It's called cause and effect. This is, uh, this is, where, the, this is where the people that are running our country don't quite get it. You know, today, they, today meaning Friday, we're recording on Friday morning. Today, they uh, announced the, the, jobs, uh, the jobs report that apparently the report was the survey that they did was on September 12th. So, uh, so these are the results of it. They were expecting 500,000 new jobs and instead it came up 194,000. Um, that's not good. And why aren't people, why aren't people, uh, uh, going back to work? You know, you drive around and you see help wanted everywhere. I'm waiting for a fence at my uh, Montana house where I'm recording from today. And, uh, I bought the fence in April and I talked to the, uh, talked to the head at the, the uh, owner of the company uh, yesterday. And he said, well, we'll be out there next week. And I'm saying, you know what? I don't, I'm just really tired of your BS promises. Well, you know, I got a, I got, I got a shortage of people. I can't hire anybody. I interviewed 16 people. I can't hire any of them. And I go, what are you paying? He goes, well, I have to start these guys laboring, laboring, lifting fence pieces and setting uh, things in concrete uh, $20 an hour. I go, well, that's kind of a, that's that's kind of hard to hire people to do that when they can flip burgers at a at McDonald's for sixteen bucks an hour. Um, you see where the problems are here, folks. You pay people to stay home, and then you have to pay to get people to come out of their out of their uh, houses to actually go to work. You got to pay them enough to where they're going to walk away from that. But you know what? If it's twenty bucks an hour versus uh, all the money, the unemployment, it's really not that much better. Cause I got to pay taxes on it and I'm just not going to, eh, I think I'll stay home and smoke weed. I think that's probably the way we'll do it. Um, and you know what? And, and we're seeing our country, uh, our country suffer from it. Um, my wife was at one of the stores the other day and asked me, asked, Hey, how come we can't find diet Cokes in the bottles? You know, you could see them in the, in the, in the little refrigerators next to the checkout stands, but they just aren't on the shelves. Well, you know, it's those cargo, those cargo ships out outside the ports at Long Beach, San Pedro. Um, there, you know, there's they can't unload the stuff off the cargo ships. Hmm. Wait a minute. Isn't Coca-Cola an American company? 
I'm not sure how this, all this stuff works, but you know what? Those are talking points. The people are, are being, people at the stores are being told that doesn't make sense. The stuff coming over from China and Japan, all that stuff, that makes sense. But you know, you got to have your eyes, your eyes open, your ears, your ears on and uh, click your mind, the switch for your brain to turn on and just say, okay, that makes sense. Oh, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. This is the stuff that people are being fed the BS. Um, and all this stuff, all this stuff that Biden's trying to tell us, this is against the backdrop of the ongoing debate in Congress on raising the debt ceiling from its current $28.4 trillion. And remember, just two months ago, it was $22 trillion in August when they, uh, when they just raised it to $28.4. Amid Democrat hysteria that, that failing to raise the debt ceiling will cause the U.S. to default on its debt and lead to economic collapse. Biden addressed this in a speech before taking questions. Raising the debt limit comes down to paying what we already owe. The United States is a nation that pays its bills and always has. From its inception, we have never defaulted. Raising the debt limit is about paying off our old debts. There's nothing to do with any new spending being considered. There's nothing to do with my plan for infrastructure or building back better. Zero. Zero. Both of which I might add are paid for. So if we're going to make good on what's already been approved by previous Congresses and previous presidents and parties, we have to pay for it. Social Security benefits, American people are promised, salaries for servicemen and women, benefits for veterans. We're going to have to raise the debt limits. We're going to meet those obligations. Okay, let me give you some clarity here. We're, we're Biden's full of crap. Okay. Raising the limit on your on your uh, on your visa card has nothing to do with what you already owe. It says, "Hey, I have a two thousand dollar limit on my visa card, and I want to spend more, and I can't spend more unless I raise the limit on it." Raising the debt limit on the on the American uh, on the American uh, government has nothing to do with uh, uh, what's already spent. It has to do because you don't need to raise the debt limit if you're just paying your bills. Hey, we've got this much debt. We're paying, the, we're paying the debt service on it. Of course, you only need a higher limit if you want to spend more than what's coming in. So Biden can BS the American public, and they're going to get away with, with, uh, with convincing about half of them. But I'm not part of that half. I see things clear. I use my brain. I click it on and say, hey, why do we need to raise the debt ceiling for stuff that we already owe? We don't. And you know what? Uh, uh, Mark Levin was on uh, was on Hannity on Wednesday night, and he gave some more clarity to this. We take in three hundred and twenty billion dollars a month in this country. The taxes are paid whether the government's open or closed. You pay your payroll taxes whether the government's open or closed. Three hundred and twenty billion dollars a month. The debt service every month is $44 billion. That leaves approximately $280 billion left to pay for what? To pay for everything else. Social Security is separate because you have a payroll tax on that. Medicare is separate. Neither of those are in danger, despite what the liar-in-chief says in the Oval Office. As a, a matter of priority under the 14th Amendment, federal pensions have to be paid, as well as veteran benefits have to be paid. Beyond that, there is no uh, question of us falling out of uh, a favor on full faith and credit. There's plenty of money to pay the debt service. The problem is there's not enough money to pay for what the Democrats want. That's why they keep complaining and threatening. They want to raise the debt ceiling to pay for trillions and trillions of dollars in redistribution of wealth and their Marxist spending plans. That's it. So which one of those two statements made more sense? Mark Levin's or the sprig of broccoli we call Joe Biden? Well, you know, we got to pay for other things. We've never defaulted on our debt. Of course, uh, under his previous administration, the Obama-Biden thing, we are, uh, our, our uh, credit rating was downgraded for the first time ever because these guys are idiots and they don't understand it. There's a problem here, folks. There's a problem in who's running this country. And quite frankly, I'm not really sure who that is because you know it's not Biden because he, oh, I wrote this bill. Yeah, you wrote it. When? In between ice cream cones and uh, naps in the afternoon? 
wake up, wake up, America. Mitch McConnell had previously said Republicans would not participate in any suspension or raising of the debt ceiling. After a tense standoff on Wednesday, McConnell offered a short-term suspension of the debt ceiling through December, kind of like just wetting his pants in front of a, you know, he's up there and everybody's yelling at him and he just kind of rolled over and wet his pants. So Democrats took to Twitter to spin this as McConnell caving to their demands. McConnell caved, Elizabeth Warren told reporters after this meeting, and now we're going to spend our time doing child care, health care, and fighting climate change. Well, he just opened up the, he just raised the debt limit again. He just let us go spend some more money, and now we're going to spend it on child care, which seems to me every single budget bill in, the la- in my lifetime has all been about universal pre-K and child care and all this stuff. What did all that money go to? You know what? If you give your kids allowance, they say, hey, you give your kids uh, $10 and say, hey, go down to the store and pick up a gallon of milk. And they come back and say, uh, they come back and say, okay, here's the gallon of milk. Where's my change? Oh, it wasn't any change. Well, wait a minute. Gallon of milk is like five bucks. Where's the other five bucks? Uh, I don't know. It, it's just all spent. I know there's no change. Do you buy that? Do you buy that lie from the, from your kids? Oh, no, you don't buy that lie from your kids because they're your kids. So you don't have to put up with that. Well, guess what? These aren't our bosses. We are their bosses. Joe Biden and the Congress people and the senators and uh, your local city council people and everybody in the government, Gavin Newscomb, they work for us. They're not our employers. They're not our bosses. We're their bosses. It's time to time to grow some uh, some some spine, folks. It's time to say, hey, enough of this. This is half of our paychecks. Sheldon Whitehouse, Democrat. Uh, Rhode Island tweeted, Mitch Folden, we have until December to build back better, and we will. And then once again, I have to say, uh, there's too many Republicans that are just weak. They won't fight. They won't make a scene. You know what? Uh, I'll say something for the Democrats. They stick together no matter if it makes sense or not. Republicans, you know, we got to be, uh, we have to be uh, businesslike and professional. And uh, when we see something, we don't make any noise because that that wouldn't be right. So all week, the two moderate Democrats in Senate, Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, have been harassed by progressive activists. Sinema was followed into a bathroom at Arizona State University where she teaches a course. This was not just one or two people. This was a group of four, one of whom was male. Hmm, isn't it illegal for male guys to go into a woman's bathroom? Uh, oh, he could have just said he was feeling female that day. I forgot. Uh, that's, uh, that's the new America. Imagine if this was conservative activists doing this to a Democrat. We need solutions to build that better plan. We have the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. Really? Just like we got you elected, we could get you, uh, we could get you unelected. I thought the voters did that. Hmm. I didn't realize it was the media. Maybe there's a wake up moment for you folks. The media has portrayed them as, as being young, as if that makes it okay. But keep in mind, one of these people has a PhD in micro microbiology and was a great field. was a field organizer for, for Bernie Sanders, which obviously means she has a PhD in microbiology, but she doesn't have a PhD in economics or common sense or anything else that makes sense. As for Joe Manchin and his protesters, they've been nicknamed Kayaktivists, because they paddled out in their kayaks out out into the water to confront him on his houseboat where Manchin lives part time. There's a lot of poverty. What are you going to do for the poor in West Virginia? We're going to be working everything we can to create good opportunities. And we need to tax the rich. Well, I agree with that. I definitely agree. That's the one number thing we should be doing is fixing the tax code so everybody pays their fair share. Senator, this is an investment. This is not giving out money. This is not spending. This is investing and this is building the state that we both love. That's why we're both here fighting for our people. Yeah, this is not spending. This is investing. Well, you know, we had a businessman in uh, in office uh, named Donald Trump, and he did investing. And you know what he did? He invested in he invested in in uh, getting us energy independent. And he he opened up the Keystone Pipe st- pipeline, and he opened up Anwar to, dr- to drill there. And I, all of a sudden, 
gas prices came down. We didn't have to get my, uh, uh, oil from from the, the Middle East. And he uh, invested in a in a uh, border wall across our southern border. And we didn't have and we had we had things going good at the border where thing, people weren't coming in illegally. Um, he invested in our military. And what did Biden do? He stopped the wall. He stopped the Keystone Pipeline and he gave away eighty five billion dollars worth of our military stuff that we just spent to the to the Taliban. Hey, anyway, I'm going to go on and on and on about this. But first, I have to take a break. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials and sports. And I'll be back with lots, lots more of this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Planet Home Lending. I don't talk a lot about real estate and financing on the radio, but I do uh, spend the rest of my week when I'm not recording the, the radio show uh, doing real estate and financing. And if you want to, uh, if you if you need any, if you're thinking about refinancing a piece of property you own, if you're thinking about buying a piece of property that you don't own yet, but you'd like to, uh, and whether that's in California or Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana. Uh, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. Even if you have a piece of property and you want to do one of those reverse mortgage things, or you want to find out information, it's a great, great financing tool. If you're over 62 or your spouse is, call me 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net. Click on the Planet Home Lending logo and uh, do the cyber thing. So before the break, I was talking about uh, the crazy crap with the uh, with the protesters going after uh, going after uh, Joe Manchin in his uh, houseboat, going after uh, Kirsten Cinema in the stall in the bathroom. Um, all the idiots that just think that there's just no limit to what you what what is professional, what is is uh, what is uh has character integrity what what is right you know it shouldn't be that hard to come up with the word for what's right um but you know it's it's there just seems to be uh no boundaries when it's the democrats and all the boundaries come in when the uh when it's the republicans meanwhile the president who called for a new era of civility when he was campaigning against trump is fine with all this stuff happening to the democrats I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody from the, the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have Secret Service standing around them. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process. Yeah. So following you into the bathroom is OK, because uh, it happens to everybody except for uh, people that have Secret Service. Uh, people protect them. What he's talking about, he really means is guide dogs that that try to tell him where to go. You know, it's uh, you see Biden walking around. Mr. President. Mr. President, turn right, turn right. No, 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 you're going the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. What? You're going the wrong way. Yeah, if you've seen that uh, that clip of him 
walking across the the lawn. Then he's supposed to turn in between some bushes on a walkway and he just keeps walking. This guy is not all there, folks. I know you know it, but it's amazing to me. Why haven't we started impeachment? Why haven't we started invoking Article 25? Why is nobody doing anything? I said this to uh, Ken Calvert at a, at a, uh, at an event. And I just go, he goes, well, you know, we're really trying to, we're doing this. And I got all the money for the, uh, you know, I was the one that got all the money for the wall. Why aren't you guys doing anything? Our country is going over a cliff. Why aren't the Republicans doing anything? Why aren't you guys making some noise? Why isn't this, why aren't you guys being so loud that nobody can, can ignore it? It's time to take all the Republicans and replace them with new Republicans that have, that have some spine. You know what? We don't want Democrats. We don't want Democrats in, in, any, in, any, uh, in any office because we, we know now they can't be trusted because they will stand behind a, uh, an idiot agenda and they'll just back it up because they stick together. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Do you think Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booger and uh, Kamala Harris and all these, oh, Kamala Harris was already out, but uh, 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 Pete Buttigieg and, and all the guys that just resigned all the same week to support Joe Biden. How do you think they feel now? Well, you know what? We're going to all resign because otherwise Bernie Sanders is going to get the, the uh, nomination. We can't have that. So we're going to get everybody just to resign and we're all going to get behind Joe Biden. And they're all going, really? Really? Is it? All right. All right. I know this guy's not conscious, but I'm going to go along with the, I'm going to go along with the plan. And they just resigned. They just canceled their, I'm uh, I'm suspending my campaign and I'm going to get behind Joe Biden. Everybody just endorsed Joe Biden because we can't have Bernie Sanders in there. And what do you think they're all thinking now? Oh yeah. I'm a hundred, I'm a hundred percent behind them. They're all going, what did I do? So back to the protester. Uh, who was in the kayak, the kayaktivist, who said, we need to tax the rich to Joe Manchin. There's no, that's no coincidence because that's a line coming straight from Biden's Treasury Department. Here's uh, from uh, NPR National Public Radio. President Biden is, is proposing higher taxes on corporations and the wealthy to help pay for his ambitious $3.5 trillion uh, Build Back Better plan. He also wants the government to do a better job of collecting taxes already owed. As part of that effort, President wants to give the IRS more information about money moving in and out of people's bank accounts, an idea that is drawing protests from Republicans in Congress, along with people that have more than $600 in their bank account. In September, Janet Yellen, the 75-year-old woman who's running the U.S. Treasury, if she even knows what she's doing, told before the House Ways and, and Means Committee about the administration's plan to monitor wealthy Americans' bank accounts. There are a class of partnerships, businesses, high-income individuals who have opaque sources of income that the IRS doesn't have direct information about. That's where the tax gap is. That is, taxes that are due and are not being paid to the government that deprive us of the resources to make America more productive. I don't believe it's an invasion of privacy. And look, the IRS gets a great deal of information that it needs in order to make sure the taxpayers comply with the tax code. Oh, my God. Is this is this new? People cheat on their taxes. Oh, my God. That's a good thing we elected uh, Biden and his uh, his whole cabinet of of uh, old people and uh, diverse people. You know, hey, let's put in these people because they're diverse. We have the most diverse cabinet ever. Uh, has nothing to do with whether they're competent, senile, or uh, or what they are, but they're diverse. So let me tell you. Let me tell you about what I see. Having been a, a mortgage lender for thirty-two years, and what I see: people cheat on their taxes. And you know who cheats the most? It's not the rich people because the rich people can't get away with as much. It's the kind of middle middle areas. Oh, probably some of the poor people too. But the people that that bring in a hundred grand and they uh, and they write it off to a twenty thousand dollar loss. I know a realtor that that took around her uh, her ten ninety nines years and years ago and said, "Look, look at my ten ninety nine. I made three hundred fifteen thousand selling little little uh, little cracker box houses in an area that wasn't very expensive." 
And, uh, and of course, then when I saw her taxes, when she wanted to get a, uh, a loan, she had a $50,000 loss on her taxes. And I'm going, how do you expect to get a loan when you don't show any income on your taxes? And I know what you made because you showed everybody. <clears throat> so, and I'm picking on realtors. No, I'm not picking on realtors. I'm picking on everybody because everybody who's self-employed seems to do this. And I feel like I'm the only one out there. You know, this PPP plans. Oh yeah. PPP. I got one. Wait, did you suffer any, uh, any financial loss from COVID? No, no, but it's just good business. Yeah, but it ain't right. It's not the right thing to do. And, uh, it's just scary. Here's my solution. You want to make sure people pay taxes, get rid of the IRS. Because the, when you've got a tax code that's 75,000 pages long, there's always, there's always a way to find someone cheating. There's always somehow, no matter how honest you are on your taxes, if they want to say you're cheating, they'll, they'll find a way because there's 75,000 pages of rules. At the same time, there's always a way for them to find a way to cheat. There's always some rule out there. There's always some rule out there that they can figure a way to hide, hide something here, hide something there, call something this. Well, you know, uh, this is my expense. Uh, you know what? You know, the other, the other way, the other way, and I'll, I'll bring this up because this goes into right what I was saying is when you go on the IRS to set up an account, they start asking you questions to make sure you're you. Like, uh, you opened, uh, you recently opened a mortgage. Who's it with? Chase, Wells Fargo, Planet Home Lending, none of the above. You recently have a uh, credit card you opened up, uh, opened up, and uh, it was with uh, American Express, um, Citibank, or uh, Bank of America, or none of the above. They have access to all that stuff. So when someone shows that they lost five thousand dollars or five hundred thousand, but they're uh, but they've got a, a five thousand dollar a month house payment on their credit report with no late payments, hello. How did they make $60,000 worth of, uh, of uh, mortgage payments right on time and their, and their $1,000 car payments and pay all their bills and eat if they lost money? This is, the, this is the simple stuff that I think of when I hear, when I hear government people trying to act, act like they're smarter than us. They're not. We need to get rid of the IRS and just start a national consumption tax doesn't need to be high. Make it 10% somewhere in there. Everybody pays 10% of everything. Oh, wait, I got to pay money on my groceries. I got to pay tax on my groceries. Yep. But you get to take home your whole paycheck. You get to take home the whole paycheck, not half of it, the whole paycheck. But then every time you spend something, you get to pay taxes. You don't have to pay half your, half your income on taxes, but you got to pay 10%. Even that guy on the, on the freeway off ramp, uh, homeless, hungry, uh, please help. He's collecting $2 from you and $5 from the next guy and $3 from the next guy. And by the end of the day, he's collecting two, $300 a day. That's about 80 grand tax free folks. Then after he's done with the day, he walks around the corner, washes his face, gets in his Lexus and drives home. $80,000 tax free folks. You want to collect tax cheat? You want to, you want to keep people from cheating on their taxes? Get rid of the tax code. That's my common sense solution to, to the world's problems, to the tax problems. So let's talk about uh, Biden's administration has now launched a full-fledged war on parents this week with the Attorney General Merrick Garland enlisting the FBI to help him prosecute parents who threaten school officials. Problem is, the definition of threaten has been watered down to include parents who speak their minds at board meetings, specifically parents who are fed fed up with mask mandates and leftist indoctrination in schools. In other words, parents who sound like this. In March, my child had to watch a TED Talk in English class, not on anything related to English, but rather oppression and acknowledging privilege. Any parent with a pulse knows that this is wrong. Why has public school become so mired in extremist politics and a permissive culture that seems to celebrate the latest popular fads like gender fluidity? And we oppose your efforts to impose critical race theory an overtly racist doctrine that teaches our children to judge and categorize others based solely on the color of their skin. 
Their job is to teach our kids math, science, biology, literature, and that's it. Not ideology. I do not support Jim Crow. One, I'm, I call it Jim Crow. CRT, and I believe that CRT is the new Jim Crow. This is the new form of segregation, and my family will not stand for it. My five-year-old is being peddled transgender books in her library. Teenagers are being served pornography under the guise of young adult literature. Do something. Be a leader. Because if you know what, the citizens of this county deserve better. And if you're not willing to do it... Can you please cover your nose with your mask? You're all vaccinated. What the f***? Give me 10 seconds back. Give me 10 seconds back. There you know the rules. Thank you. Oh my god, these people are threatening the school board members. You took the you took your mask under your nose. Oh my god. <clears throat> you know what? When it comes down to it, people are going to take care of their kids. You know, it's a parent's job to to uh, teach their kids ideologies. It's a parent's job to raise the kids and protect the kids from from anything the school teaches them or anything they hear out there and to protect them from people on the streets and the government and the parents are going to do what the parents need to do to protect their kids. It's part of our DNA folks. You have a kid, you protect them. Garland's directive to the FBI came days after the national school boards association wrote a letter to Joe Biden asking for federal law enforcement assistant assistant, uh, asking for federal law enforcement assistance with dealing with threats of violence and acts of intimidation. You know, like that guy saying, what the? Including the word intimidation is critical because then there's no need for physical threat to be involved at all. Any parent who speaks out at a school board meeting can be prosecuted, which in my eyes is BS. What could they be prosecuted with? Here's what the letter suggests. As these acts of Malice, violence, and threats against public school officials have increased. The classification of these heinous acts could be equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. So what that means is uh, they're going to change the laws so that, so that you know, uh, uh, being mad and uh, yelling is the same, same thing as blowing up a federal building. Do you see where this is going, folks? If the Department of Justice were to do this, then every parent at this school board meeting in Utah could be thrown in jail. No more masks! No more masks! You will listen to us! No, we've had our citizen participation. We're going to... Yep, this is not good, folks. These are the people running the schools. Take your kids out. Put them in private schools, and if, and if the private schools are making them uh, wear masks, and if the private schools are making them get vaccinated, then homeschool them. Maybe one person in the neighborhood that doesn't work can homeschool. You guys can all get together. All the parents can get together with, with, uh, with the neighborhood kids. The neighborhood parents can get together and say, okay, this is what we all agree that we want to teach our kids. And we're going to just pay a little bit, pay a little bit of money to these, uh, to the one neighbor lady that'll, that will teach us. Maybe some of the teachers with spine will, will walk off the job and they'll create, and we'll privatize this thing. We don't need the government to do anything, but protect us from the, our enemies, uh, uh, outside our borders and enforce the laws within our borders. That's it. And when the laws get to be tyranny, we fight back. On Wednesday, Senator Josh Hawley grilled Merrick Garland's lackey, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, the Obama holdover, who's probably the one actually running the Department of Justice. Are you aware of any time in American history when an attorney general has directed the FBI to begin to intervene in school board meetings? I'm not aware, and I'm not aware that that, and that is not going on. The job of the Justice Department is to address criminal conduct. Is waiting to express one's view at a school board meeting harassment and intimidation? As the attorney general's memorandum made quite clear, spirited debate is welcome, is a hallmark of this country. Um, it's something we all should engage in. And no, I don't think so. Ms. Monica, with all due respect, it didn't make it quite clear. It doesn't define those terms, nor does it define harassment or intimidation. 
Now parents are told that if they wait and they express their views that they, they may be investigated for intimidation? I don't know who's telling them that, Senator. You are attempting to silence them. You are attempting to interfere with their rights as parents and, yes, with their rights as voters. Yep, this is what, uh, what's happening. They're going to they're gonna take away our right to bear arms. They're going to take away our right to, uh, to uh, free speech, as if they haven't already. And uh, as we saw, as we heard last week uh, with, uh, with Facebook, Facebook is, is silencing people. Twitter is silencing people. They're all, they're all in bed with the, with the Democrat machine. And if we don't stand up and say something, you know what? It's just going to, they're going to push us and push us and push us. And when, when you push it, when you push a wild animal into a corner, uh, the last, the last line of defense is he attacks. You know, you can intimidate a cat or you can intimidate a dog into the corner. And at some point, they just get their teeth out and their claws out and they start fighting. And you know what? People are no different. This is going to be this is going to create civil war, secession. People are going to do what they're going to do to protect their families. It's a fact. So uh, let's talk. Let's go into back into a little bit of COVID. It's Tony Fauci's world, and we're just living in it. Apparently, this week the all-powerful Lord God of infectious infectious diseases issued some new edicts. First, these comments on CBS regarding how Americans may or may not celebrate Christmas. But we can gather for Christmas, or it's just too soon to tell. You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just okay. got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Yeah, this, we're, we're just, we just got to see what, how this thing unrolls, unrolls out. We can't, uh, we can't be planning our Christmas just yet. When immediate backlash followed these comments, Fauci went straight to CNN to walk it back and blame us for what he said. You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked, what could we predict for this winter for like December and Christmas? I was going to ask you. Yeah, I mean, I say you hold off on that. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes that went down and then came back up. The best way to assure that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter would be to get more and more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted as my saying, we can't spend Christmas with our families, which was absolutely not the case. I will be spending Christmas with my family. I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people who are protected, to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. But just the way all of the other disinformation goes around, you say something talking about a landmark of a time and it gets misinterpreted that I'm saying you can't spend family Christmas time, which is nonsense. Wait, let's focus in on one little sentence. He said people, especially people that are vaccinated who are protected. If people that are vaccinated are protected against COVID, then why is anybody unvaccinated a threat to anybody else? Let me say that again. If the people that are vaccinated are protected against COVID, which Tony Fauci just said, then why are unvaccinated people a threat to anybody else but themselves? And why can't it be my body, my choice? Like the people that want to kill their, their, uh, their unborn children. I just don't catch on to that. I listen to these things and my logically thinking brain says, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Why does anybody care if I'm vaccinated or not? It's only a threat to me. Because if you're vaccinated, you're protected. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the one who's crazy. I don't know. Also on CNN, Fauci was asked to tell us how we should feel about unvaccinated migrants spreading, spreading COVID. Dr. Fauci, a new Kaiser Family Foundation poll asked Americans this week what they thought the major reasons for high coronavirus spread are. And the top reason that Republicans gave in this poll was immigrants and tourists bringing COVID-19 into the U.S. Are immigrants a major reason why COVID-19 is spreading in the U.S.? No, absolutely not, Dan. I mean, if you just look at the data, this is not driven by immigrants. This is the problem within our country, the same way it's a problem with other countries 
throughout the world. You don't want to look outside to the problem. The problem is within our own country. Certainly immigrants can get infected, but they're not the driving force of this. Let's face reality here. Well, if immigrants are streaming into our country by the millions, untested, unchecked, unvetted, um, and they can come and we're bringing them in from uh, from Afghanistan. And uh, before they can get checked or vetted or or screened, they're just calling Uber and just taking off out of the military bases. Um, Unlike other countries that have borders, uh, how can we say that's not a problem? I don't know. Dan Abash also asked Fauci about Title 42, something he admits he knows nothing about, uh, but he criticized it anyway. Said on Friday that the agency is reevaluating what's known as Title 42. That was an order uh, done on an emergency basis that allows the U.S. immigration uh, officials to expel migrants more easily because of the pandemic. Do you see a medical reason still to continue to impose that rule? You know, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm sorry, Dana, but I, I am not as familiar with the intricacies of that to make any comment about that rule. I just, you know, m- my feeling has always been that focusing on immigrants, expelling them or what have you, is not the solution to mm-hmm. an outbreak. You know what? I remember a movie called Outbreak, uh, where they had an outbreak of, uh, of some disease in uh, some city in Northern California. And what did they do? They stopped people from coming in and they stopped people from leaving so it wouldn't sp- but so it wouldn't spread. But in Tony Fauci's world, that's not the way, that's not how things should happen. You know what? If you, if the, if it, if it looks like a duck and waddles like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. This guy doesn't look waddle or quack like anything that, that, uh, that relates to somebody who's smart. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of town time for uh, this episode of the main event. Go to headhoffman.net. Don't forget to pick up my book experience matters. Here's mine. It's getting great reviews. And uh, my name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. And I'll be back again with you next week. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. Ed has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM 590, The Answer.